0: Hey, everybody, it's Rubio Garcia, a.k.a. Miss G, here to give you a brand new Teacher Life podcast, giving you your daily updates of the Derek Chauvin trial. It is now day eight of arguments, Wednesday, April 5th, and today was something else, highs, lows, and everything in between. We had five witnesses all together, LAPD expert witness, Sergeant Jody Steiger, Bureau of Criminal Apprehension, Special Agent James Rayerson, Crime Scene Investigator and Forensic Scientist, Mackenzie Anderson, BCA chemist, Brianna Giles, and forensic chemist, Susan Neath. Make sure you stick around to get the full recap. You're listening to the Teacher Life podcast with Ms. G. All right, guys. So we're gonna just go ahead and jump on through it. I don't want to take up too much of your time. I want to kind of get to the points. And again, it was highs and lows and everything in between, but I got a couple of clips that I want to play for you guys eventually to kind of round up and recap the day. Thank you again to all of those who continue to support and share and donate or become subscribers or buy merch. You guys are truly the MVP and what keep me going these days. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you again. All right. So let's get into the witnesses again. We had five witnesses. Uh, The first witness was pretty much rounding out the LAPD Sergeant uh, Jody Steiger who has been giving testimony basically as a training and a use of force expert for the the prosecution. They kind of recapped what they went over yesterday and then they pointed out, uh, continued on with testimony and pointed out basically the the hand. And I I wanted to mention this only because there were people that were um, commenting on my video that I did this morning on my Facebook and were saying that, um, you know, what was he doing? He had his hand behind his back like that on top of having his knee on him. And ultimately, he explained today, uh, Sardis Steiger explained today that that's kind of like a pain compliance technique that he used on George's hand. He went on to testify that um, George didn't uh, present any immediate threat to officers while he was strained and saying, quote, he was in the prone position. He was handcuffed. He was not attempting to resist, not attempting to assault officers, kick or punch or anything of that nature at that time. When the prosecution asked him how much force he thought would be reasonable to use against George after he was handcuffed and proned out and not resisting, he said, quote, My opinion is that no force should have been used once he was in that position. He said that uh, ultimately that force was deadly because of these known risks to positional asphyxia and breathing complications, not just because Chauvin was on his neck and his back, but mainly because... Just being in that position, pronged out and handcuffed behind your back is dangerous, which is new why they train them to roll them over on their sides and sit them up, so on and so forth. So he starts to eventually throughout the testimony, he does start to go through like the minutes and the seconds, but I, I'm I was going nuts because I felt like you keep missing it, you keep missing it. Get to 826. He did specify that uh, Chauvin got off of him at 8.28.43. I've been saying eight, eight, uh, 8.28.44. But to be honest, even by the witness that comes up later on, even though his left knee was up, his right knee was still technically on him. So I was technically right. But that's neither here nor there. But they do start to get towards the minutes and the seconds. But he again, he didn't break it down like I did, only to the point where he stops moving or verbalizing. Doesn't really get to the point where King at eight eight uh, 8.26 check is it has been checking his pulse and and can't find one like I really wanted so I felt like he was missing the ball to be honest and then all of a sudden here comes cross-examination right so here comes a a clip of the the body camera video showing Nelson the defense counsel plays this body camera video showing George and then asked Steiger whether it sounded like George had said quote, I ate too many drugs. And then he played it over and over and over. Steiger says that he can't make out what what George was saying. But regardless, I'm going to play that clip for you because I want you to hear it. But please keep in mind, obviously, this is George Floyd. So this means that this is graphic content. So be advised. But again, this is George and the officers around. This is the clip that uh, Defense Counsel Nelson played for Steiger and asked him if he could hear George Floyd say, I ate too
1: many drugs. Here you go. You hear what he said? No, I can't make it out. Does it sound like he says, I ate too many drugs? Listen again. I can't make that out, no. So in the chaos of a situation, things can be missed, right?
0: Yes. So all in all, that's what you're getting. All in all, when it came down to it, Steiger says you listen to it and it's like when you hear it, you're like, I even I was sitting there like, did he really just say that? But that's the power of suggestion because you hear it and you're just like, man, did he really just say that? And I couldn't unhear it and then I'm like but I've listened to this a thousand times this doesn't sound right right and then we get to to, the it gets to the next one so let's talk about the 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 next agent so the next witness was the, the Bureau of Criminal Apprehension or BCA Special Agent James Rayerson, he's a senior special agent with the Minnesota Bureau of Criminal Apprehension. He was a part of the group that basically investigates police uses of force in the state. And he was the specific case agent for the investigation into Chauvin's actions. And he started his testimony by detailing his investigation into uh, George's death. He went into George's car and the squad car and he had that towed to the the BCA headquarters in St. Paul to be processed by the crime scene. Which, um, which eventually it was, and then it was reprocessed in December at the request of prosecutors and then reprocessed again um, later on. Um, the defense team eventually would discover Floyd's DNA inside the squad that had not been previously um, uncovered by investigators. And then they went on to play the body cam video alongside the, the, the bystander video that we all saw by the 17-year-old at the time, uh, Darnella Frazier, And he went on by stopping every few seconds or so and then asking uh, Rayerson to identify the moment in the bystander video with these split screen type things with the the officer cam on one and her camera on the other and asked him to basically um, identify the time where uh, George appeared to stop talking, which ended up being more than four minutes after he was restrained on the ground. And then later when he stopped moving, which was after several minutes and we all know. Um, as I've been pointing out all week, that this went on specifically, even just from the 826 in the hand mark. That doesn't even count long before then. Um, they went on to the cross examination. And then, once again, just like we talked about with uh, Sergeant Steiger, my heart was like, holy crap. So here comes Defense Counsel Nelson. He plays the clip that he played for Sergeant Steiger and the police body camera. And then he asked Special Agent uh, Rayerson. Whether it or not it appeared that George had said, I ate too many drugs. And when he played it, he said it and then he played it for him again. He said that it did. And when he asked him again, he said that it did. Oh, I was like, holy crap. But I can't blame him because the power of suggestion. Right. When you hear something, it's like you can't unhear it. So then I must say, though, on redirect, the questioning by the prosecutor, uh, Matthew Frank, so that it anything basically can be taken out of context and like the the power of suggestion because once you hear it and, and also prosecutor slasher uh once you hear it that's what just what it sounds like so he went and backed up the video a minute or so and then played the whole thing so you can kind of hear everything in um in context and i'm gonna play that for you right now This clip is the defense counsel, Nelson, on cross-examination, asking uh, Special Agent James Rayerson about the, what he heard on the body camera footage.
1: Did you review and study the body-worn cameras like very closely yourself? Uh, I've um, seen all the of them. I've reviewed somewhat. most of them closely, yes. Okay. And did you attempt to understand and hear what various parties were saying at various times yes do you did you ever hear mr floyd say i eat too many drugs no like to uh, publish exhibit 1007 and i'm going to ask you sir to listen to mr floyd's voice Did you hear that? Yes, I did. Did it appear that Mr. Floyd said I ate too many drugs? Yes, it did.
0: See, at that moment, my heart dropped, right? But then this is on the redirect whenever um, the prosecutor comes up and, and explains that, explains the power suggestion rather uh, rather clearly and, and that thing's taken out of context because once you hear it, that's what it sounds like, right? So, now we're going to, he follows that up by playing the full length uh, of the clip in the kind of like a minute that uh, kind of came before. So here is that clip. Oh, oh. Oh, please, please, just stand. No, no sorry, please, I can't breathe.
1: Can uh, get up on the sidewalk, please? One side or the uh, other, please. Uh, uh, my face can up, bad. Okay, so we get his legs up. The record should reflect that we've played through twenty twenty one ten. get with the quote that you were asked about appearing really at twenty twenty one oh one, correct? Yes. And having heard it in context, are you able to tell um, what Mr. Floyd is saying there? Yes, I believe Mr. Floyd was saying, I ain't do no drugs. So it's a little different than what you were
0: asked about when you only saw a portion of the
1: video, correct? Yes, sir.
0: Well, if you go back and you listen to the actual clip, You hear the officers talking about George as he is crying out and saying my face and things like that. And he can't breathe. You hear officers discussing whether or not uh, what they found in the car, whether or not he was on drugs. And then you hear officers say that they had found a pipe. And then you hear George in context, the clip that the defense plays without the context and you, you listen to that whole thing and you hear basically what special agent James Rayerson said. And I completely agree. And I, I'm telling you, I ain't do no drugs. So that was, again, kind of like a holy crap heart drop kind of moment uh, for a second. Not that it even to be um, I just found it to be a good recovery by the prosecution to, to rehabilitate that witness like that and in, in in that way because it was really damaging to the case uh, of, uh, of saying I ate too many drugs it's almost as if he's admitting but as I pointed out earlier it wouldn't really matter and if you were to ask me my opinion because it comes down to again what all these other witnesses have said what is objectively reasonable of the officer and from the moment as they pointed out The moment that he stops to respond, the moment that he stops moving, the moment that he stops resisting, their job was to protect the sanctity of life and then to treat Floyd as the human that he was and still should be to this day. Let's go ahead and jump into the next witness. guys so i'm gonna kind of get through these last three witnesses these three witnesses are more on the forensic and um and uh scientific side the first witness that came up after uh special agent rayerson was crime scene investigator and forensic scientist Mackenzie Anderson. She works for the Minnesota Bureau of Criminal Apprehension, BCA, uh, as a forensic scientist. And she described how she responded to the scene of 38th in Chicago. She said that she saw several uh, cameras. She searched the street near the squad car where officers had, uh, struggled with, with George earlier, searched his car, said that nothing was collected at the, at the scene. Um, and that, that the squad car and George's car were, um, were both towed to the bureau's headquarters to be processed, which they were two days later. She said at the time she collected two pills and two packages of uh, Suboxone, which is a a drug that's prescribed to help people suffering from opioid addiction. Um, She went through a series of photos later where uh, she took uh, when she was processing the police car and she noted what appeared to be a pill on uh, on the floor of the vehicle's back seat but didn't collect it because she didn't realize uh, the case had involved drugs, given all the info that she had at the time. So she just uh, didn't think to process it at the time. But she did reprocess the car car this year in January of 2021 at the request of the defense team and then collected the pill along with several other pieces of what may have been pills that were also in the squad's backseat. She said that she tested one of the pills in the squad car and identified that it had saliva on it, which matched uh, George's DNA, as well as there was DNA of his in the back of the car. Next up after her was, um uh, um, a chemist, uh, with the BCA also Brianna Giles. Um, she said that she tested the two pills with the pharmaceutical markings found in the center con- console of George's vehicle. She looked up the markings and they said that they would contain oxycodone and acetaminophen, but they didn't contain, um, but they actually found that they contain methamphetamine and fentanyl. She noted that sometimes homemade pills can sometimes be given these pharmaceutical markings to make them appear like they're actually legit, like street, uh, street stuff, but to make it look like it's just oxycodone and acetaminophen and just regular pain pills. So she tested the pills and portions of the pills found in the backseat of the squad car, um, she said, contain methamphetamine, um, but under cross. She testified there were uh, indications of other substances, but, in, but she couldn't speak on what they were. And it was specific for um, the defense because the defense has been saying that he overdosed because of a mixture of methamphetamine and fentanyl. But on the cross, she said that there were other substances uh, of, uh, in, found inside of the pills and, and, and that were found in the squad car, but she couldn't speak to exactly what they were. Um, meaning she couldn't confirm whether the pills might have uh, also contained fentanyl or not. But then that leads us to Susan Neitz. She is the forensic chemist based, she's based in Pennsylvania, but she also tested the pills that were found in the vehicles. She was able to detect methamphetamine and fentanyl in the pills found in the, in George's car, as well as the police car. But she later said uh, the amount of fentanyl she detected in the pills was about the same as uh, any other street fentanyl pills she has tested, but that the level of methamphetamine was actually much lower, ranging in only 1.9 to maybe 2.9 in purity. And recreational street meth is usually about 90 to 100% purity, right? So and, and in, the, in all the pills, fentanyl was basically less than 1%. So the def- at, at, I I don't see how the defense could have cross-examined her at that point in time because it's extremely damaging to their case when you're sitting here saying that he's overdosing on methamphetamine and fentanyl, but you don't have any questions for her. He's overdosing on these drugs when in actuality, the the typical drugs that he would be getting on the street is 90 to 100%, but he only has at max maybe three, really only 29 Right. And then the fentanyl was actually less than one percent in all of it. So today was uh, like I said, and as you can clearly tell, today was a roller coaster ride from top to bottom. But we had a lot of evidence that 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 came in um, with uh, Sergeant Steiger basically reiterating that the, the force should have stopped rayerson correcting his testimony no i didn't hear that because that was a like a jaw drop moment but i'm, I'm glad that Sar- uh, that sergeant steiger didn't speak whenever you know he wasn't sure of, of of what it was and so on and so forth because there were so many voices that were that were going on at that time and it could have been easily a mistake and the jurors could have heard the same thing too so without the clarification and hearing it in context we can kind of understand that right um, but then even the, the, the chemist that came up later on. So it's uh, you have to look at the case for all of those who were saying that he overdosed it. In all actuality, whoever George was getting the drugs from, which it could be uh, could have been Maurice Hall or Shawanda Hill who were in the car with him. Regardless, at the end of the day, whoever George was getting these pills from, ultimately he was getting ripped off because the pills clearly by the testimony today were crap. Period, point blank in the story. And ultimately, if they can get somebody uh, in the scientific standpoint, in the medical standpoint of saying, what kind of effect would that amount have on the body and would it be able to lead to an overdose? That's a nail in the coffin and it's a done deal. Right. But again, guys, very interesting day today. Thank you again for all of your support. Make sure that you listen every night at 8 p.m. to get the full recap. You can listen on Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts. You can follow on Nola Rubia Garcia on Instagram or Twitter. Rubia Garcia on Facebook um, or Rubia Garcia 2 on my brand new fan page. If you guys want to support, make sure you, you know that you can always make donations to Cash App at the cash symbol Nola Rubia Garcia. Sign up to be a monthly supporter here on Anchor FM. It's a small donation every single month. It just automatically takes it out. Uh, You can visit Rubia Garcia for exclusive Teacher Life merch and make sure guys do not underestimate the power of just sharing the message. Sharing is caring. I love you guys. Justice for George Floyd. Teacher Life.